This is Statement Piece, the podcast. My name's Sita. And my name's Sophie. Welcome to the new era of the podcast, where we talk about everything from Nepo babies to middle school fashion nightmares. Stay tuned. All right. Today, we are talking about the quintessential anti-fashion fashion statement. Which is? The clog, the crock, whatever you want to call it. So, Sophie, tell me your opinions. What do you think when you think of Crocs. I feel like I actually don't think that they're ugly so as vehemently as some people mm-hmm. think that they're ugly. Mm-hmm. I feel like though when I was first introduced to the idea of Crocs, I was also introduced to the idea that they were ugly. Like that came hand in hand. So it's like I don't know that I've had the chance to really like form my own opinion about them. Mm-hmm. However, I'll say that I think like especially recently with like gibbets which i just found out were a thing like in the past two years i'm like okay i see it like depending on the color and depending on the style now that they have all these varieties i'm like i could make a croc work as a shoe what about you sita well i do remember when they first became really trendy when i was a kid i did have a pair they were light blue and i remember it was like all the craze every store was selling out of crocs and that was the trendy cool thing to wear at the time and then they fully fell off the face of the earth then when i moved to minnesota you know midwest so the like the soccer players would wear crocs during the day as like Mm -hmm. a comfort shoe but people there wore a lot of ugly clothes because it was a lot of like athletic wear clothes you would get if you uh, were at like a championship or tournament like very like you know those like free shirts that you would get? Mm-hmm. Like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Plus like what you would wear when you're like warming up for a sport. Mm-hmm. So Crocs were like a big thing there. But I also think the utility of it, like, huh, either it's fully comfort mm-hmm. and they don't care what they look like. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like it, that whole norm core anti-fashion fashion. You kind of have to be brave to wear them because they are an ugly shoe. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, I live near, I live in a very bustling neighborhood in Brooklyn that has a lot of different takes all kinds let's just say all different types rolling through there's I live literally across the street from a playground so I see toddlers in crocs once a day at least but recently I was walking out of my local like bodega and I saw this woman walk by who was like absolutely gorgeous like fashion model had on these really interesting like distressed jeans with like a super fitted white top and I was like oh my god so cool so cool so cool and then I looked down at her feet and it was like crocs and I was like wow so you wear crocs as well you who this woman who had clearly very niche taste in like Mm. jeans and like clearly was wearing jeans that and I mean this in a good way but one would buy with intention like I'm gonna wear this style I'm gonna go for it and she was pairing it with crocs so it's like clear that it's not just you know a shoe that is solely for practicality that people who shop consciously and are aware of aesthetics are also flocking to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's interesting about the story of Crocs, and we'll get into that in a second, is that they've really hit so many different demographics. Yes. In their success story. Yes, and for so many different reasons. I think, you know, I think one of the main arcs of Crocs is really also the fact that they are kind of what they are like despite the fact that people have been calling them ugly since literally their creation um and in some of the biggest media outlets um and some of the biggest celebrities like Dua Lipa and Victoria Beckham have 
both said that Crocs are disgusting, basically. They have still just stuck to their guns and never changed. You look at the original Croc, it's like exactly the same as the Crocs like you're seeing now, although they've just kind of expanded a little bit and gotten even, let's just say, more ridiculous with their styles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's very true. I think one of the interesting things is that I think it's one of the shoes that have been the most covered uh, by the media Mm -hmm. for so many different things, but it's part of their brand that they're, you know, that look ugly, it's a big clunky shoe with holes in it. Yes, which is actually the idea of the holes because they were originally developed as a boating shoe. Um, by a group of friends who were on vacation and they noticed their one friend had, you know, just this kind of ugly clog, but they were like, there, but was very functional and there was like, there's something to that. And that was the creation of, of Crocs. And even then, you know, the idea was always functionality, that they'd function well in the water and mm-hmm. on the land. That's why they were called Crocs, like crocodiles, amphibious creatures. Um, but even the people who, uh, like, saw the, like, who in- created Crocs thought Crocs were ugly. They were always in it for for the functionality. Yeah. No, definitely. So to go back to that, so the first time Crocs were actually brought to the market were at a boating show. In 2002. Exactly. This group of friends, they basically, so originally this... Um, Crocs, it was not named Crocs at the time, it was actually a Canadian company. Mm-hmm. And so the group of friends brought the patent, decided to bring it to the US, and uh, patented the technology, which is called Crosslight. And so that is what the polymer that Crocs are made out of this weird, you know, in between of rubber and plastic that mm-hmm. makes it the shoe that it is. Yeah. Yeah, so they brought it to the boat show, which I thought was interesting that they've always thought about their target demographic. Like, of course, people at a boat show would be like, huh, what are you? what a utile shoe, you know? Yeah. I could wear this while I'm boating, while I'm shopping for a boat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were only $35. So even though, you know, I think of people who boat and who have boats as being of a certain income bracket, like mm-hmm. the shoe was always designed to be like accessible and kind of within many people's like budget and range. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then it took a couple years for Crocs to actually gain some traction, and I think that's where a lot of us think back to when we were kids, for example, uh, when they became this trendy new item uh, Mm -hmm. that everyone was looking for. Mm -hmm. And that also was, like, propelled by, they acquired gibbets, which are the little, like, charms, almost, that you can, like, stick on Crocs, and I'll say that, like, I think gibbets might be the thing that swayed me, pushed me from Crocs are ugly to pro Crocs because I love like I used to wear a juicy couture charm bracelet well wear is a strong word because I never wore it because it was incredibly heavy Heavy, yes and they would like dangle and like really yes I was obsessed with like collecting the little charms and customizing it and I think that like gibbets were really good investment which is why like I think shortly after that um they had one of their 2007 was one of their biggest years followed by of course 2008 which was one of the years, which was, you know, obviously there was a financial crash and Crocs also suffered pretty majorly in that. Mm -hmm. Their stocks hit a low of $1 a share, where at their highest they had been um, $69 a share. So that was a pretty major plummet and people were thinking that Crocs were like gonna be gone. Um, And that's, it accumulated in a 
$185 million loss in 2008, which happened after a major expansion, I think pre-crash, that kind of, you know, that kind of didn't really pay off. They sort of outpaced the demand, I think, a little bit for mm-hmm. their product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were ahead of their time. They were. They needed, the people needed to catch up with Crocs before mm-hmm. Crocs went large. And, you know, they also, like, it's also they were kind of sneaky. Like, they kind of sneak up on you. Like, there was no giant kind of Crocs campaign that pushed by Crocs that I think really, like, propelled them. I feel like it was more of their collabs with other brands that well, also kind of helped elevate them. Right? Yeah. Well, I think, like, when they had this expansion, I do remember seeing Crocs everywhere, like the mm-hmm. shoes everywhere. And especially after moving around, every mall that I had gone to internationally, nationally had a Crocs store. And that's when they expanded from just the clog to sandals. They even had heels. They had sneakers that were all made of this cross light uh, material. So I remember even having Crocs sandals and we would get some for our like family members in India because again, you know, it has that ability to transition from being wet and dry and, you know, also having that comfort facet. But I did see the stores everywhere. But like you were saying, with the recession and the crash, I know a lot of people lost their jobs. They really had to restructure, figure out what was going to happen moving forward. Even though they weren't trendy, though, I do know a lot of people in the food industry, in the healthcare industry definitely picked up on these shoes I think those were maybe the main customers Mm -hmm. because of that you know the durability utility you know and it made a lot of sense for someone for example in healthcare where you know if someone threw up or you're getting some bodily fluids on your shoes you can just wash them off and you know you don't need to get a new pair Mm -hmm. um and then also if you're on your feet all day like in the food industry you still have some sense of comfort well I think that's also like a testament to the power of comfort in fashion which I think we're kind of seeing reawaken now post like pandemic when mm-hmm. everyone's like been in sweatpants and just sort of been able to focus on being comfortable how like you know I know for me the one safe purchase that I will like whenever I buy I will always wear them is like if I buy comfy pants like they are getting worn even if they are I have comfy pants that are absolutely hideous but like I will wear them one day um and like and multiple times because uh, every like everyone has that time and they're just like I can't or I just gotta go out to the bodega I gotta go out to the store to run to Target get something and I just don't want to I just don't need to be seen I just want my basic kind of like comfort shoe I feel like you also develop a very strong emotional attachment to the clothes mm-hmm. that you feel really comfortable in. I think the surge in popularity, again, was during the pandemic when people were looking for a sense of comfort. And I think through that, and even slightly before, it remained as a meme. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it was a joke almost. And I was talking to one of my coworkers and friends about Crocs, and she was mentioning how. Um, one summer, she was doing research in Boston, and she was stay- staying at a frat there. And uh, one of the guys there had bought every single member of the frat a pair of Crocs. And it almost became this frat's thing. And so her and her friends, they stayed there for the summer, and, you know, they weren't a part of the frat. 
But because they became like such good, close friends and almost like family in a sense, the same person brought, bought them Crocs at the end of the summer. And they had like a little photo shoot with all of these Crocs. They did all of their activities in Crocs. They went to the beach in Crocs. And it's hilarious because they posted these photos on Facebook and it almost looks like an album uh, cover just with Crocs. And there's all these hate comments on Crocs and everything. But to them, it was like a joke. They were going to be, you know uniquely them they didn't care and it was almost a sense of like that camaraderie mm-hmm. that they were sharing this ugliness together yeah well that's like i think you know we've seen and i think crocs has been um you know spearheading this sort of like ugly fashion trend um which also like came into play in part um during the late 2010s with uh the first person to really like gravitate towards crocs and bring them into a like the high fashion world was christopher kane Mm -hmm. who in 2016 released a collection with where he included like kind of a sparkly sort of ornate version of crocs uh which were and i quote wet look geode encrusted crocs and it immediately got controversy Mm -hmm. um this was during again his spring summer 2017 show and it was so controversial that he ended up having to make a statement defending his decision to use crocs (laughs) which uh we he said crocs are great i love them i don't care what anyone else thinks i don't think anyone's got the right to say right or wrong unless they're god otherwise just shut up and he said i knew people were going to react in that way he said of a controversy but it wasn't about being controversial obviously people like them and that's a different customer i want to grab i want to include everyone and not be a snob so i think it's like there is this sort of Mm tongue-in-cheek that i think the kind of like i feel like the troll of the fashion world balenciaga has kind of like yeah gravitated that's when i when i think about crocs in relation to the fashion industry i think for the lay person i think about the camp exhibit at the met Mm -hmm. when the pink platform balenciaga croc was featured Mm -hmm. and i know that also sparked controversy everyone Mm -hmm. being what but it does make sense it's a camp it's very very camp uh shoe well especially if camp is the idea of taking something that's kind of in bad taste and sort of like running with it um Mm -hmm. kind of like full-throatedly and I think that you know people kind of I think Balenciaga for whatever people feel about them and to for context they're responsible for the I believe the Kim Kardashian all black look at the not the last Met Gala but the pre the Met Gala before the last one which was just about America but for some reason she just came in like an one black sheet Mm -hmm. um like I feel like Balenciaga definitely knows how to make the internet kind of like set the internet afire and I think with Crocs you can see that kind of like mentality coming from them because they have like Croc platform shoes they almost like went out of their way in all the images I've seen to make Crocs look even more ugly Mm -hmm. than they already are um but then also like charge like an insane amount of money for them yeah which i think is like on one hand almost like you could read it as kind of a almost like a kind of social commentary like let's make this the ugliest thing you've ever seen and then make it worth like a ton of 
money. And I think that's that has definitely been Balenciaga in the past with Demna as the creative director. Like, you think about the dad sneaker. Mm-hmm. That was a whole phenomenon, right? And I know recently they came out with this trash bag that's mm-hmm. over $1,000. They have a lot of items like that. Or they had these really distressed sneakers, like, mm-hmm. awful, like, that looked like someone was throwing them away. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it definitely is that. It's interesting because I think it's that tongue-in-cheek, that kind of quirkiness mm-hmm. that people want to have. Because I look at some of those, and I didn't know it was a collaboration with Crocs. Like, I thought Balenciaga was just designing a shoe that was similar to Crocs until I started to do more research. So it's interesting that that $35 material is now hundreds of dollars. But they have, like, these punk rock clogs that are platform, and they have, like, a metal, like, steel toe cap and all of these things. It's very dramatic. Yeah. I mean, I even found... I found one pair of Crocs that was a collaboration with this designer, Kurt Geiger, Mm -hmm. that they're black Crocs. They have, like, a little fur lining, and they have, like, gems where the little holes would be. And I am absolutely in love with them. I am searching the internet for my size because they are technically sold out. So I will have to be combing all the like secondhand retail Mm -hmm. markets for them. But it's like, yeah, I think it's like there is this sort of sense of a tongue in cheek, obviously fashion sense, a little bit of almost like taking that online persona of trolling and bringing it into the real world. Um, being kind of like ironic, but sometimes I think like with a lot of things on the internet, like there's always a little bit of sincerity Mm -hmm. in the irony or sometimes the irony becomes sincere, you know, if it's like, if it goes on for long enough. And I feel like, you know, well, I think that's almost like how normcore became, you know, uh, like fashion aesthetic almost Mm -hmm. because it is having that irony, but then people then realize, oh, this is comfortable, I could actually wear this, and I guess it's not as stylish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well, think like Crocs definitely falls in that. Yeah, well, in one of the recent articles I did actually about JSTOR hats on data, uh, the database. <laughs> a little J-Store. shout out. <laughs> yeah, just a little flex, but um, which is from Those Instagram of you who are, who are watching the video, I got some cool merch from it. <laughs> yes, oh my god, you look cute. <laughs> it does actually look, it, it is actually a really pretty hat, which I... No, am. I like it yeah. a lot. It's like literally embroidered, but um, the database, or not the article collection slash journal database, JSTOR has a merch collection, and they're going to be reviving it. That was the article that I was writing but in that article I also talk about how there's this growing fascination with like old school like Lehman Brothers Merrill Lynch merch like basically the think of the most evil capitalist banks corporations you can find like Enron Mm -hmm. Enron merch Theranos merch and it's like and people wearing them who obviously are not like genuinely supporting those companies and while I don't think that it's the quite the same because I don't think people have like animosity towards crocs certainly I don't think crocs are like evil in the same way that like those banks are I do think that there is a through this through line of like kind of you know ridiculousness of knowing that something's bad but still doing it knowing that something's bad or maybe in poor taste in one way or another still doing it anyway and like I think that there's like a very distinctly kind of like Gen Z and millennial humor in that that I feel like is kind of a little bit anarchic like trying to kind of like disturb and upset all of our preconceived sort of notions of what looks good and what you should wear or shouldn't wear yeah no definitely 
And it would be interesting to trace back, like, who was the first almost influencer or figure who actually wore the shoes. Because I Mm -hmm. think... So I I sent you a TikTok about this from Mm -hmm. Mandy at Old Loser in Brooklyn on TikTok. And she was talking about... Or there's this notion of it has to take a micro-influencer or person who has some... Person who has some influence for a trend to actually become normalized. So even if it's the ugliest things, people won't wear it and realize that, oh, this is cool, or this could be a statement in this way until someone wears it. And that's happened with Emma Chamberlain mm-hmm. is like one great example of this. And she used to wear Crocs mm-hmm. as kind of like the whole like Visco girl yeah. trend. So she's definitely like one of those people. Well, I think there's like, there's been a couple, like it's, you know, um, I because I think again Crocs has such a wide range of fans that I feel like different influencers have almost like hit different markets. I know um, one article I read said that Michelle Obama had worn Crocs, which <gasps> obviously plays to a certain demographic. There was literally a, a, a spike in sales because Prince George was wearing Crocs, and then I love the monarchy. <laughs> and then there's obviously uh, Post Malone did I think a collab with Crocs. And then Justin Bieber also did a collab yes, with yes. Crocs. So it's they're all kind of like, you know, coming together, I think, alongside with like kind of riding the winds of like the Christopher Canes and the Balenciagas that also sort of like the, like started breaking down the conceptions of like what a Croc could even be, you know? Exactly. And I was listening to something earlier today. And I think this is genius on Crocs part and just changing their business plan. But basically, um, I think it, so Post Malone started to wear Crocs a lot. His stylist was like, oh, why don't you just wear these? And so he started to wear them a lot. And then Crocs reached out to him and asked, oh, would you like to do a collaboration? They started a collaboration. They had a limited amount of shoes available, similar to the whole streetwear business plan and selling strategies. They had a drop. It was gone in seconds and it required them to do a second drop also gone in seconds and next thing you know you have these crocs 35 dollars shoes on resale sites going for however much because now it has this celebrity notion you have limited supply increased demand and there's also just a lot of attention you see that with a lot of fashion items and trends like the more attention it gets to it the more value there is to it monetarily so Mm -hmm. I thought that was so interesting because now that now they have started to do drops like they did with Justin Bieber, like you mentioned. They did one with SZA. They did one with Hidden Valley Ranch, which Dressing, is yeah. wild. There's so many. They also did one with this designer who created a different type of Crocs. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like an architectural. The Sale Benbury X Crocs Polex Club which was really cool. And they had multiple drops for that, which also was like gone in a second, which I also think if you look at other clog shaped shoes, such as shoes made by Yeezy or Stella McCartney, they have almost a similar shape. And it's so it's interesting to see now, it's not only, oh, there's this welcome of Crocs in the fashion industry, but also the influence of the Croc shape and almost material on other fashion companies as well. Well, it's funny because the actual clog shape comes from, like, Holland. Yeah, Yeah. which is interesting, (laughs) especially considering the fact that they've, you know, I searched Google Trends and there was a spike in um, 
the popularity of clogs after uh right around april 2020 so like right after the pandemic hit and and it's interesting like how this in this past winter there was like this resurgence of balaclavas which is also has like similar Mm. origins like Mm -hmm. nordic origins and it's so it's kind of like you know maybe you could also you know in that kind of like universe and web of crocs it can also kind of play into even to a certain extent like nordic style albeit like completely reshaped and redone and remade american yeah that's a very interesting perspective Mm -hmm. i agree so where do you see crocs going in the future i don't know i think you know there was in a lot of there were several articles i read and i thought this was really interesting where they were you know it was clearly i I won't say clearly sponsored, but it, like, it was articles that were basically designed to hype up a certain shoe that was not a croc, but the whole premise of both pieces were like, are these the next crocs? Like, crocs are su- such that girl that like now other like shoes, other functional shoes are like coming for it. I think, you know, in both senses, it was, uh, you know, trying to say, oh, it's like crocs, but it's not ugly, but it's like crocs are ugly like that's their whole brand i don't know if if they weren't ugly (laughs) like so ugly and it caused such you know division among people would they even be where they are today so i don't know i feel like crocs kind of like knows what it's doing and it's kind of manifested itself in so many different trends in so many different ways from you know this idea that we're uh in times of crisis we dress like kids so like the crocs and the fun of gibbets and if that fades you still have the streetwear element you still have the sort of 2000s nostalgia element there so it's like and then you just have the practicality of like once people own a really comfy shoe again i feel like if it's comfy and it's practical it's you're always going to have a reason to wear it so you're it's always going to be in your closet so i don't think they're going anywhere if i'm being honest well also the material itself you actually can't even like they're very hard to deteriorate mm-hmm. so crocs literally last forever the material is so it's non-toxic but there's no way to recycle it and it's interesting because crocs tried to do some sort of you know environmental positive impact project but really the extent of it is actually giving gently used crocs to uh, people who don't have shoes which i think is quite comical because the material like that is not a sustainable way to mm-hmm. have a shoe there's no form of recycling it. They're trying to now create a new polymer that the plastic part of it is made out of recycled water bottles. Mm-hmm. But it's scary to me that you can't get rid of them at all. Yeah. I think one day, like, I just have this scene of, like, Wally, where it's all of these, like, landfills, but it's just Crocs. Yeah. Well, it seems like that's that can be a double-edged sword, right? Because on the one hand, if you can get Crocs and then they never disintegrate, right, then if you made like a limited quantity of them and everyone had them, then you that would that could make you buy less shoes and consume less, right? But that's only if we you know, if people consumed in, in moderation, which isn't true and they made like a limited they limited their product, mm-hmm. right? But it seems like that's not really what's going on. Unfortunately or, we live yeah, in a capitalist world. world <laughs> where like that isn't gonna happen. Cause you know, I think people you know, everyone, a lot of people like shop vintage, maybe like vintage Crocs will become its own market. I already know that they're like literal, uh, cause in one MSNBC video, or it might've been CNBC video I saw, um, there were like literal Croc collectors I that saw they that. interviewed. Yeah. 
And so it's like maybe it will become its own thing like Beanie Babies or, you know, things where people just collect them. But, I mean, it still does that. It probably doesn't, like, do a lot for the environment unless we all wanted to switch to just, like, having a, a single, set, single set of shoes and, like, you know, making sure that it was, like, passed down generation to generation to generation. Yeah, that's the only scary part. But I do think we'll definitely see more creative ways crops are going to be utilized in fashion. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Okay, my last question. Do you ever see yourself prescribing to the Crocs trend? Do you see it being your statement piece? I think I could in the future, especially if I get those Crocs that I want. <laughs> that I, I liked on Depop. The Kurt Geiger ones? The Kurt Geiger ones. But like I had them saved on Depop and I was like, part of me almost was like, I want to get them. Even if I don't can't fit in them, like I will stuff it with newspaper and then just like not wear it long distance. You can wear um, lo- lots of socks, lots of socks, like thirty socks, and yeah. I'll, I'll be I'll be fine. I think like I think it, I could see myself in them if I if they live up to I think what they can be, and if they keep expanding, like undoubtedly there's gonna be like a collab that I really really like again. Yeah, you know so. Probably, yeah. um, but what about you? So my sister is staying with me, and uh, she recently just got a pair of Crocs. And I've been in this summer of, oh, I'm going to be a clog girl. Like, mm-hmm. I bought my first pair of clogs. I've been trying to figure out how to incorporate them into outfits. And I think I'm just, you know, hopping on the bandwagon. I don't know if it's anytime soon. You know, I'm going like, to wait until I see a pair that really speaks to me. But I feel like I would definitely get a pair of Crocs to walk the dog. Like, I think that would be the time where I would do it. Or if I happen to be, you know, back in Minnesota for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. by a lake. By a lake? Yes. Yeah. That would be a croc moment. (laughs) That would be a croc moment. Anyway. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening and tuning in. Sophie, a pleasure to always speak to you. Always a pleasure to speak to you too, Sita. All right. Well, that's all for now. Bye.